Luno, the fastest, easiest way to buy Bitcoin. If you're just getting into crypto, it's the perfect place to start. Hey guys, and welcome back to my show. This is um, powered by Icon Plus, so a quick news announcement for you. So Icon is joining the Polkadot ecosystem. So Polkadot parachains, um, Akala, Moonbeam, Edgeware, Plasm will be the first to be integrated into um, Icon's B2P interoperability solution. So always a lot of DeFi news coming out of Icon at the moment. Now this is um, sponsored by BlockFi. So quick shout out to them. You can get up to, I think it's 8.6% interest on your USDC. So I use them, give them a go. They're pretty cool. Now joining me today is a pretty interesting guest. I've been very excited to speak to him. Um, it is the head of the Bitcoin family, Didi. The family that invested absolutely everything on Bitcoin was just at uh, nine, I think it was $900. So let's bring him in. Didi, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, Leia. Thank you for having me on your show, man. It's amazing. Uh, I'm doing amazing. I'm in Mexico, Playa the Carmen. I have the view of an amazing beach and of an amazing woman in crypto. So my day is already perfect. <laughs> Good. I love it. Your energy is always so upbeat and it's so brilliant. And I just want to learn more about your story because you put, was it absolutely everything, the house, the cars, just everything into Bitcoin? Yeah, everything. And you know, I started mining Bitcoin in 2013. And then in 2013, 14, it was this huge pressure. I started not to believe anymore in Bitcoin. I lost my trust. And then in 2016, I picked up again. And then uh, and that was the moment uh, after I lost my father uh, of cancer and, and I, I needed to change life. And I started to pick up everything again and I saw the community growing. And that was the moment for me to go all in. And then, yeah, we sold our house. I sold two companies. I sold two cars, my motorbike, the kids clothes, the kids toys, the kids quasps, my wife's 70 pairs of shoes. I took the pension fund. I took the kids savings. I took our savings. We went all in. We just went living on a campsite. We went all Bitcoin and then we had the bull run of 2017 and then life changed into um, a life, let's say a roller coaster ride as a Bitcoin family. <laughs> I'm just so blown away. I just think that's insane. So just I want to go back a little bit before I before I ask you about, you know, the stress of doing all of that. But before I get into that, how did you first hear about Bitcoin? Because you said you were mining in 2013, right? Yeah, you know, I grew up just like a normal guy. I, I was very materialistic. I was very uh, egoistic. I had this mask, you know, work, walking around the world and uh, the globe and showing who you are, but you not are. Uh, but at that time, I built up some companies. And in one of those companies, there was an internship. And this guy comes into the company and he's like, uh, did you ever hear about Bitcoin? I said, no, uh, your internship can be about it. What, what do you suggest we do? Uh, yeah, you can mine Bitcoins. Maybe I can build a mining rig and then we start to mine Bitcoins and that will be my project. Okay, that's perfect. Let's do it. So um, instead of just one miner, I bought for 30,000 US dollar in miners and we started to empty one office and that empty became a mining office. So we started to buy all the mining rigs um, and that was in 2013. And that was my first connection to Bitcoin. It was like, you know, I got fascinated because of the story. You know that it was uh, disrupting the monetary system but i got also fascinated because i want to become a millionaire at that time in my life i was a young guy wanting to become a millionaire and you know it was a revolution that could make me a millionaire and that was for me the trigger and then i said to the guy okay let's do it and we tried and we involved some more friends that had more knowledge about technical stuff and all that stuff and we had a lot of heat in the office we didn't know how to handle that so we called the weed yeah we called the weed growers from the netherlands and we told them how do you handle the heat while you're grow your wheat plants and they went, uh, yeah, we do it like this. 
So we copied that system into the miner office. And that is how we started to play around with mining Bitcoins. And at the crash, um, we changed from Bitcoins to Dogecoins. So we meant mined oh, millions okay. of Dogecoins. And then in 2014, we had this huge crash. Uh, in December, my father called me and he said, yeah, Didi, I diagnosed cancer. We have one more year to live. Uh, and that is when I stopped everything. You know, I, I hired managers to run the companies. I didn't pay attention to Bitcoin anymore. I just invested all my time in the last year with my father. And when he died in 2016, then again, it all started. Then it started again. I saw the forms growing. I saw more and more people talking about Bitcoin. I saw the price increasing. And that again was the step for me to walk to my wife and tell her, maybe we should just travel the world and go all in. <laughs> so, okay. So everyone wants to be a millionaire. And when, you know, Bitcoin, I mean, I first heard about Bitcoin. I think it was also 2013. But I didn't have the same mentality as you. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, that sounds like something that which could get me to becoming a millionaire. So what convinced you? What was it? Was it the technology or would you say it's a little bit of luck? Tell me. No, no. At that moment, we were already um, because I had a huge burnout after the funeral and all that stuff in 2016. So I decided to start to travel with my world, uh, with my family okay. across the world. We went to Thailand and to, to get a mental, physical mindset reset. You know, I needed a break. Uh, with the B of Bitcoin. But then uh, during that break, um, I found out I was so happy. I was more happy than I had all the employees and the companies. I was just on the beach building a sandcastle with my kids. And that made me happy. So we, we kind of roll into the system where we were traveling through Asia, Cambodia, Vietnam, the Philippines, Indonesia. And we saw so many poor people that didn't have an address that couldn't fulfill the KYC requirement to get a bank account. And at the same time, I saw the beautiful asset Bitcoin growing that was giving them exactly that access. So for me, that trip of the first three months was perfectly timed. I saw that more than 80% of the world was disconnected of the monetary system. I saw the solution. I saw revolution. I saw happiness in myself and my family. So for me, it was all puzzles were falling into a place. And that was the perfect time. That was bam go all in i started to believe in bitcoin and uh, you know it's a story there is really something to be said about minimalism and just getting rid of everything so given you guys you know you found so much peace on this journey was it hard to convince your wife and you know <laughs> just to give up everything go all in you said you even even your children their savings you put into bitcoin was that hard to convince her I, uh, of course, that, that took a few Mai Tais and put on the beach and a few Bacardi Cokes. Uh, <laughs> but, but my wife was not, that was not the naturalistic part of the family. It was more me that always was in the hunt for, uh, for uh, money. And my wife was also already uh, doing yoga, meditation. She was more the factor that kept the normal um, standard in the family, you know. And um, so for her, it was, I think for her, the biggest part was the, the leading by example. You know, mm -hmm. as a family, if you have children, you can continue the lifestyle you have and your kids will copy your behavior, will copy that lifestyle. And I wanted to break that lifestyle. My wife wanted to show the kids as well. We need to break this circle so that our kids get a better future. We need to prepare them for this different future, decentralized future, a future where you don't need ownership of a house or a car or a bike or a bank account. That is what we need to prepare the kids for. So the passion for my wife is always about the children. And so for her, for her it was also easy to take the step because it was mm. about leading by example for the kids. Don't go and run and accumulate, uh, don't go and run and accumulate wealth 
but start to accumulate happiness day by day. You can force your kids to run the hamster wheel and to make money, 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 or you can have them run the hamster wheel and making happiness every day. day. And that was the switch. That was for her the main reason to accept the crazy idea of selling the house and everything for Bitcoin. Um, but you know, it's, it's but you're you're moving right so when we first were chatting you were in portugal now you're in mexico is the goal to just keep traveling and keep going or is it to find a base no nah, it's um, it's it's both it's it's been day by day we don't have a plan we are the most unstructured family you will ever meet we don't even know where we will end up tomorrow or the day after we we, we just go with the flow but we have the uh, we have opinion and the vision that the ownership of real estate, a house, is not needed to live life. Mm-hmm. You know, the future of technology is evolving so fast that a house will become an own entity on the blockchain. A car will be a self-driven car on the blockchain. I will be stepping in the car, driving from A to B, and paying the kilometers I've driven. And this car will be driving to the garage to repair itself and pay that guy again with the wallet. And this is the same with houses. This is the vision we have about the future. And we, why would I now tie myself to a house, to real estate, that has like a return of investment that is really shit, in my opinion? Well, I could be invested full in Bitcoin that has the biggest return on investment. And that is how I show my kids, you know, you don't need that house. You don't need a house to feel safe. I know we were, we, we grew up in the 90s and you were taught in the schools, you need to have a big house and then you need to provide for your family and then you get the safety network and you feel relaxed no i feel relaxed when i'm free to go wherever i want whenever i want if they close the stores and the restaurants and the lockdown in portugal i want to be going and that's what we have i'm going to mexico everything is open life is normal that is the freedom bitcoin and blockchain for me is more about freedom than it is about accumulating wealth and i think that is what we want to show our kids the community and everybody else in the world I totally agree with you and and I absolutely admire it so much and when I when I you know learned about you guys and figured figured out you know you you are moving from place to place the first thing which came to mind which I've been dying to ask you <laughs> is how does it work then with like your kids education <laughs> now before you answer I totally I think I know what you're going to say anyway but like I totally think that the education system is trash anyway I think that it teaches you um the absolute opposite of freedom so I can totally understand if you know, you wanted them to opt out of that, but talk to me, how does that work? Because they're not going to school. Do they have friends? How can they have friends if they're moving from country to country? So that's, uh, you know, in the beginning, we traveled really fast eh? and, 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 yeah. and we, we are now adjusting to slow travel. So we stayed for five months in Portugal before that five months in Thailand, now two, three months in Mexico. So, so we are slowing down the pace because okay. of the social context and everything. Um, the kids, the first two years, we unschool them uh, because if you want to reset your kids, uh, you can't just stop the normal schooling and go into online schooling. You just unschool them. You just stop. You just let them be kids for some time so that they get in this new rhythm of life. And then from that moment on, uh, when we, the, the reset was done, let's say that the kids were getting used into me not going to school. And then we started to homeschool and online school them. There are beautiful projects like Galileo, which is an online school digital nomad families where all kids yeah they gather every morning for 30 minutes in a zoom call with more than 12 kids talking about the things that kids will want to learn and 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 they guide the kids in their 
um, they're tragic. So my, my, my daughter wants to learn about the stars and about the sea and about the elephants. Mm. So that month she will spend that and their coaches will help her to find subjects to read, write, and investigate that elephant or the stars. So it's a different style of, um, of, of educating, uh, but they still learn. My youngest kid have never gone to school. Her name is Jessa. She's now 10 years old. She has never gone to school. That's she crazy. writes, she reads, she speaks English, she speaks Dutch. She understands German, tries to speak German. Uh, she knows a lot about animals. She knows a lot about human mindset, connecting to people. So they learn different things in different ways. Um, it also has disadvantages. This lifestyle has disadvantages. The biggest disadvantage should be social context. Of course, there is a lot of uh, digital nomad families. We, we have a huge group of more than 50 families that we meet all over the world. And we live a few months in Portugal and then in Thailand. So the kids can still connect. Uh, but it's different than they go to school on a daily basis. But nowadays, the difference isn't that big anymore. <laughs> All the yeah. world is homeschooling. You know, and even when we visit the Netherlands, most children are not playing football on the streets anymore. They are at home playing Fortnite or any other computer game. The, the world is changing and we can fight against it. And we try and we, and we try to minimize the use of telephones and laptops for our kids. But when we try it as a family and we send them out to play with other kids, but there are no other kids on the street, it's, it becomes more normal. So they have Snapchat, they have Facebook, they have all that stuff, they have digital friends, they have friends all over the world where they have, you know, chat with every day in different languages. And sometimes we go back to the Netherlands to pick up the uh, friendships that they had in the schools when they still went to school, you know, but it's, you become part of a huge family which uh, calls itself the digital moment family. And we are not the only family. We are the only family that went all into Bitcoin, probably. But all the other yeah. families, they do other digital normal work. They do podcasts. They do coaching. Um, they develop websites. It, there are so many people traveling. You know, I think it's natural. I think if you go back 50 years or 100 years, we all were nomads. We were, um, we, we were people that were traveling. We started to go and live in villages and cities because of the jobs. Jobs were mm -hmm. created. The industrial revolution made us go there and live there and get that same education uh, and same job. But now, now we are going into the new age where jobs are being disconnected from a location. I can work from home. I can work online. I can even work for a company on different locations in the world. Yeah. So I see us as humanity shifting again back to nomadic lifestyles where we made the use of the tools of blockchain and Bitcoin that make it able to have this decentralized lifestyle where you make use of houses all over the world, cars, whatever you need. We already see the preface, Airbnb and all that stuff. You know, that's the preface. This is going to be houses, own entities on the blockchain in the future that you and me will be paying the time that we spend. That's a new nomadic way of living. And that's because we get a universal currency cryptocurrency, maybe Bitcoin, maybe another one, maybe a central bank's digital currency, whatever you believe. But it is going that way, in my opinion. I'm, Sorry. <laughs> no, Anna, no, no, no. I, I do agree with you. I, I'm just fascinated um, by the homeschooling and the digital nomad syllabus for the kids. I'm really fascinated by that. And I'm also fascinated by how they'll turn out, you know, in comparison to how the the let's just say the average child going to school turns out these days, I sort of I sort of feel like we're um, 
schooling is very much to prepare us to work in the factories and to work for the man and so on and so on. So I'm just, I'm so interested to see how the digital nomad child grows up. You know what it is? Like, If these schools are still preparing those kids for those jobs, in 10 years' times, there is no job in the factory anymore. Yeah. It's robots being building cars. It's robots doing everything. How can you prepare kids for that? You know, I, I will give you an example. I was taught my oldest daughter now to become an entrepreneur. And like, yeah, I was walking on the beach I with her. I, I was doing a video and she was like, Dad, I want to make my own Bitcoins. I'm 15. You know, I need to be independent. I said, okay, um, let's, let's think about how you can become Bitcoins because there's no employee that's going to pay you Bitcoins yet. And then she's like, yeah, I don't know how. So maybe you like to design a beautiful T-shirt. And then she said, no, okay. no, no, I want, to, I want to design a hoodie. So I taught her the whole process. So on the beach, we were thinking about what kind of hoodie needed to be. Yeah, it needs to be a pink hoodie and it needs to be something with Bitcoin on it. So I went home with her to the apartment. I told, okay, so now we are going to do it. Let's see how difficult or how easy it is. We went on to Fiverr. I told her, look, we are going to ask people to design a cool original Bitcoin logo for on that hoodie. And she's yeah. like, what are they, how much are they going to ask? So let's see what they offer. So we put the, you know, the, the, we put the project online at Fiverr. They gave us an offer. I told her, you know, negotiate. The guy asked $10. I told her to offer $2. At the end, she paid $4 for the, for the, for the logo. Then we went to our online shop. You know, that's just drop shipping. Uh, yeah. I told her, this, this is the pink hoodie. We pasted the logo on it. And then she was like, wow, ready. Who's going to buy it? And that yeah. is now the next step. That is marketing. So we mm. called it, um, we texted uh, the Bitcoin team, you know, for Twitter as well. I asked her, hey, if I send you this hoodie, pink one, Bitcoin, would you please wear it in one of your Twitters or your videos or whatever? And she said, yes. So my daughter was like, oh, she's connected to another team. She's sending her the hoodie for free. She was wearing it. And we sold 40 of those hoodies that month. So in one month, I, I educated her completely in the concept of just being creative in your mind, using all the stuff that is already there, designers, online shipment, marketing, and putting that into a concept which makes you Bitcoin. And that yeah. lesson taught my kids way more than any economy book she, that I have read on the higher economics school. Did. So that's how I we totally... do it. I totally agree with you. By the way, I just want to let you know that your camera's frozen. Oh, you've actually started moving again. You're, okay, so your camera's frozen, but I can hear you perfectly. Um, uh, I can so see you now. It's okay, it's okay. It's kind of the issue that we had before we went live. But, oh no, I think, uh, I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Um, I will try but to sit the, very still. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. You're moving and, and your voice is fully clear. So it's fine, to be honest. Um, but that that's unbelievable. And that is the best education. That is the ultimate education that um, people or kids of the future need. Not this BS in school about, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it like algebra and the cell of a plant and, and all this stuff, you know, uh, it's just insane. But in terms of living off Bitcoin, so you've never sold it. Is that right? You've never sold it? No, I exchanged Bitcoins to stable currencies to buy back more Bitcoins, but we never went back to bank accounts because we don't own a bank account anymore already for four so, years. So how do you how do you buy things? And you know, some places obviously aren't always going to be crypto friendly. So how do you purchase stuff, especially Airbnb? Is that how you get your your um, your homes? So it's, it becomes more easy and more easy. In the beginning, it was difficult, but nowadays yeah. it's not difficult anymore. You know, you have all online booking sites that accept Bitcoin already. I don't know if I can name them, but you have Travala, Excel Trip. These are all like a bit by flight, flight by bit. 
You can buy your flights, your booking, all the hotels I can book on booking.com or the apartments, I can book with Bitcoin directly. So the house is not that difficult anymore. Um, all the other stuff, I just need to convince people. You know, when I arrived in Portugal, okay. I found a beautiful house in Airbnb that I want to rent for a few months and I, I text in private and you need to do all kinds of crazy shit to reach uh, them with the number because Airbnb blocks this, of course. And then yeah, I yeah. got in I got into contact. I went there and I said, can we have a barbecue? I want to rent your house for six months. We had a barbecue, a dinner. I told them we are the Bitcoin family. I showed them an article in French because it was a French owner. And I told them I want to pay in Bitcoin. And that is how you can get the double for your house in the next couple of months. And he's left, but he agreed. So there, the house was covered. I walked to the beach, to the beach bar. And then the beach bar, this guy is called Paulo. And Paulo was a... Uh, asking me for the Bitcoin t-shirt. I told him, yeah, we travel the world. Can I spend Bitcoins at your bar? Uh, please, can I spend them at the end of the week? Can we, uh, you know, make a bill? Because the fees are a little bit too high in Bitcoin. I educate them about the fees. Then I start a wallet on their telephone. And that whole week, I drink my Bacardi Cokes, my lunches on the <laughs> beach. And at the end, I paid in Bitcoin. This guy is now calling me. And he's like, wow, Didi, in two weeks' time, I made double just because of the increase in the price. That's also Bitcoin. And that's how I do it with the sailing up. In, in, in Portugal, that's how I did it with the hotel here in Mexico. That's how I do it with the restaurants. For all the other cases, we use all those online platforms like BitRefill, where we buy coupons to mm -hmm. spend at the McDonald's, or where we buy a coupon to spend at Alibaba or at whatever online shopping. Um, and then we still, of course, at the end, we have a Bitcoin debit card. And with this Bitcoin debit card, of course, I can pay all over the world as well. It's Visa supported. Non-KYC <laughs> debit cards, KYC debit cards. Um, you, we came very creative in the last couple of years, and we are using any possible tool to just live on Bitcoin. For us, it's surpassing the banking system, and we are succeeding in this already for four years now. Which is the non-KYC debit card you're using, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I, will, I will send you that in the private chat. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm just curious about that one. That one's interesting. Um, I mean, that's so cool. I bet the, the guy in Portugal must have been absolutely over the moon because when you arrived, it was, what, at the end of 2020? So Bitcoin was just about to hit new all-time highs. So he would have doubled his money. Uh, I started to pay all the bills when Bitcoin was around 20k, 20k to 20k, yeah. 20K, and it's now 60k. So yeah, the guy uh, he doubled not only, but he started to call me during the time, and he's like, "Are we going higher? 30k?" Yes. <laughs> so he started to buy Bitcoins more and more, and he started to tell his friends in Portugal again, "You should be buying Bitcoins." So there's a, a small thing you can do as a Bitcoiner because you believe. You go to a bar, you have a chat, so you have fun, you have a drink, you have a chat. And you have the chance to convince somebody to understand and believe the whole Bitcoin concept. And, and, and maybe he used it to avoid paying taxes. Maybe he will use it, um, you know, for, for any other reason. That doesn't matter. Bitcoin is for everybody. But we as a community should start to educate everybody. I made a video today about it. I could upload it in an hour or something. It's about, you know, that I can see that people are seeing Bitcoin more than a financial tool to accumulate wealth or to protect wealth. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the video today I will post on YouTube, I, I'm, I'm educating people on, it's not only that, it's also a disruptive, uh, immutable, 24-7 usable, borderless, peer-to-peer -peer cash that is going to involve everybody into the new monetary system. It's more than just accumulating wealth. It's changing the world. We, you, me, all the influencers, we are changing the world. Maybe we don't realize it yet. I do. But in 10 years' time, 
we will look into these videos and we will bike. We were at the forefront of changing this whole monetary system into a harness one that is now accessible for everybody. And everybody still has full control on their money. That's a change that we need to make. That we, we are making it. I love that you're converting people on the way. I think that's my favorite part of this. You're just like kind of hustling your way through this and you're just like, guys, trust me, you're going to double your money. Let me pay you in Bitcoin. But I have a question for you. So what happened back in 2017 um, during the bear market, you know, when it went from 20K down to 3K? I know you were obviously still in profit because you bought in at $900, but were you concerned that you'd made a mistake? No, we were not completely in profit. We started to buy at $900. My pension oh, okay. fund went, went in at 6,000 US dollars per Bitcoin. Um, uh, but of course, we exchanged a little bit on the top, you know, like 20, 30%. We changed it to the stable coin. And, you know, um, for us, we had this new mindset of living, minimalism. It was not about the money anymore. Mm -hmm. We were prepared to lose everything. If only we could change life. The money that, that we didn't care. It was, you know, and we came into this roller coaster ride because of the move. Um, documentaries were being made, interviews daily. They were invading, invading our life completely. We didn't even have time to think about selling bitcoins and trading. It was our life was disrupted in a way that you can't imagine. We were living on a campsite. They were flying from uh, Wall Street. Was flying was um, Australia, Ukraine. It, our life was like we couldn't even see what we were doing at that point. Um, you know. And in the 2018 and 19, yeah, life costed us about one to two Bitcoins a month. But now life costs us one Bitcoin a year. You average <laughs> out, you know, it's, that's the strange <laughs> thing. You drive this color uh, roller coaster, right? But, uh, you know, in the beginning, when we made the huge kind of profits, we took almost 36%. I think I, I still have the calculation somewhere, Matt, and we gave that to charity. Okay. Oh, wow. and, and then we had the huge dip from 12k to 6k, which I didn't expect. And then 6k to 3k, which I didn't expect. But we just needed 3k a month to live life. So for us, there was not an issue. We were just living a simple life in Thailand. Um, and now, yeah, we, now, now we have a little bit more luxuries. Now, you know, this year, my kids asked me the first time in Portugal, uh, can we now for once spend Christmas in a house? <laughs> So, so in, Port in Portugal, you, I rented a beautiful villa, you know, with pool, everything. Now, Mexico, we have a penthouse with a private pool. Because now I show the kids, if you just take two steps back for two years and don't spend too much and try to save your bitcoins, you can live life to the fullest now here in Mexico. You know, and we are building a school in Mexico for poor kids. Still, all the profit I make, YouTube, books, T-shirts, Trading, everything goes into a fund, and I use this fund to help poor people all over the world. We are building a school in Tulum here for very poor kids. Um, we are buying a house in Venezuela, 20 homeless kids without parents. We are doing, I'm just giving it away because I discovered the secret of life is not about greed and accumulating, it's about giving. The more you give, the more you receive. The more you give happiness, the more you receive happiness. The more you give money away, the more it comes back from other ways in life. It's a, it's it's a complete different lifestyle we live. And some people think it's floaty or flowy, whatever you call it, happy. I I, I don't give yeah. a fuck, you know. We we do it that way, and it's our way. We try to lead by example. Some people will like it, some people won't. I respect everybody. If you want to buy a Lamborghini from your profits, happy. I'm very respected to you. You do it. Uh, if you want to build a school also respect you know it's, we are all different people 
and we need to start to learn to respect each other for our opinions, whatever opinion it is. Yeah, I think, you know, you definitely attract what you put out there. I say, you know, the happy, the happier you are for other people, the more happiness will find you. It's all about having that abundance mindset. And I think you were rewarded for your minimalism, because imagine if you had actually splashed out during that bear market, you know, and you were living in all these luxury places, then you wouldn't be able to have what you have now. Um, so you were totally rewarded for your minimalism. And I think everybody will be rewarded for their minimalism, not only in money, but also in happiness. If people yeah. learn to understand that not having that bag on your luggage, on your bag of a house and all that stuff, you, you can't, I can't explain how much freedom this will give you. You know, as, as a man, I always had this pressure on my shoulders, you know, you need to provide, mm -hmm. you need to have security, you need to have a house, you need to have cars. When I could let go of that thought, and just be there for the family and, and have happiness the, the life changed completely it's it's strange it's i don't know how it works uh, i just agree uh, on that it works <laughs> i just go yeah no floor. absolutely <laughs> do you do you have any belongings then like how light do you travel like how light are we talking you've obviously got some laptops and some phones yeah. but what else have you got so we travel always with four backpacks so all we belong is in those four backpacks um, and we have what? of course Four backpacks, but we also have um, how do you call it? Uh, lap laptop bag, ones. So we have a, yeah. one a trolley, let's say a trolley with the laptops and the cameras and everything. Uh, but the clothes and all the other belongings is on four backpacks. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. We have a car in Madrid, in Spain now, parked a Bitcoin car, the one that you saw, saw us driving. Yeah. But um, that was uh, kind of sponsored, and it's not even registered on our name, but we are driving it. Uh, mm. But um, no, we, there's no ownership of anything. We have a few boxes stored in Spain at my parents-in-law that contain uh, my pictures for my fa father and mother, um, that yeah. contain um, the kids, um, how do you say this? The, the, the things that kids care about from the past, yeah. their pictures, their, but that's like five <laughs> boxes or something in Spain. And the rest is just yeah, what we travel with, five backpacks. <laughs> I'm I really I, I'm honestly envious I love it so much my heart just like is just filled with warmth I really love it honestly I'm wondering we there, we have quite a few people watching right now we have quite a few questions I'm wondering whether you'd fancy doing an AMA um if people want to write in some questions would that be okay with you um it's time to tell yeah we can I, I still have uh, yeah we still have time left let's do it yeah how long do you have about like 10 minutes or something uh, like that no, we have more than like 25 minutes. Okay, cool. All right. So guys, if you're interested, we're going to do an AMA. So just write your questions now for the Bitcoin family and we'll go through it. So there is one question actually, which I'm just going to scroll up on. Um, somebody asked about taxes and that's a really interesting one. So which country do you belong to? Where are you a citizen of? You know, who owns <laughs> you basically? Um, so we have a Dutch passport, okay. but um, if you become creative and as a digital nomad, you don't need to be registered anywhere. You can travel and um, as long as you don't have bank accounts, there is no way that they can force you or make you or have you pay taxes because you're living off your capital. In the Netherlands, mm -hmm. you have a capital tax um, of 1.3%. So if I would be registered in the Netherlands, I would be paying 1.3%. In Portugal, you pay 0% on Bitcoin. So if you register in Portugal, you have 0% in Bitcoin. In Mexico, you also have 0% in Bitcoin. 
in Switzerland, you also still have zero percent. So there's many countries um, you could be registering to uh, to just avoid paying tax on your cryptocurrencies. Be aware, we still don't have bank accounts. We still don't have any assets. So it becomes more easy if you don't have that and only have cryptocurrency. You just choose that country that doesn't tax cryptocurrency, um, and you need to just let go of that other country. So I know it's different for people living in the U.S. Uh, they still pay taxes even if they yeah. register in other countries. But I was lucky to be a Dutch uh, citizen, and then there is more opportunities. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I actually. Yeah. No, go for it. Sorry, what were you going to say? So I, I'm not against uh, paying taxes. I'm against how the systems build up. I think it's retarded. I think it's stupid. I think they still don't understand that they can just turn around the tax system in a in, in like in a minute and have everybody pay taxes. Uh, but that's that's up to them to um, you to find out how that works. But you know, uh, as long as I need to pay taxes, I will pay my taxes. But you know, Dutch 1.3 percent, Portugal 0 percent. So I'm pretty happy. You're doing good. Somebody asked, um, but what about access to exchanges? You need to show utility bills, but you don't need an exchange, do you? You don't uh, exchange. We, uh, so we, we, we used the exchange in the beginning, like Kraken and all yeah. stuff in 2016. So that one is the only one uh, when I was still educating myself in this industry. Uh, but nowadays we use the non-KYC exchanges to trade, you know, I, I'm not using a KYC, KYC exchange anymore, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't have the need to buy altcoins anymore on those KYC regulated exchanges. I will trade Bitcoin, I will trade all the coins that it's possible to trade on those non-KYC exchanges, and I will buy my Bitcoin peer-to-peer -peer on uh, OTC deals here on the beach while I'm drinking my Bugatti Coke with that OTC dealer. Uh, I, I, oh, I, I, I learned a lot about it. But I also learned that the community is that big now that everybody now and then is in the need to sell or buy Bitcoins. And you as a community can solve this. It, it, it worked the same time in the same way in history. You were exchanging your eggs for milk. We didn't need any government or governance or government <laughs> or bank to, to make us exchange milk for eggs. You don't need those people anymore to live and to exchange Bitcoins for money or whatever. It's all possible. It's not that difficult anymore. Sorry, I how long? <laughs> no, no. Oh my god, don't don't apologize. I'm honestly absolutely fascinated. I love it. This is this is my dream. So I'm living vicariously through you right now. Um, while we're in lockdown here in the UK. So there you go. Um, but when do you see Bitcoin being um widely adopted? So I know we're seeing loads of institutions jumping in right now, and it's obviously helping with the price action, but how do you see Bitcoin playing out? Do you see it, it you know? people doing what you're doing and living off it and it being that global currency? Or do you think things will sort of continue as they are, they'll evolve, but it will be more of a store of value like gold is? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I have my opinion on this, but um, you know, I all, also need to say upfront, I'm not a financial advisor or anything else. And, and yeah. I also um, think we live day by day, so it can go in any direction. Bitcoin was intended to be a peer-to-peer -peer cash. Um, at the moment, the fees are too high to be a peer-to-peer -peer cash. Um, if the second layer applications will evolve like Liquid or Lightning Network, maybe it will become a peer-to-peer cash. If yeah. not, it was baked into the, hot, uh, way that, uh, into the software uh, that we can hard fork it, which makes it possible to be the other currencies built that maybe will evolve to peer-to-peer -peer cash. Um, I, I'm not a maximalist, maximalist, maximalist in the way of I only love Bitcoin. I love the community. I think we as a community need to work together, all currencies, to disrupt the monetary system. So not fight each other. I'm better, you better. No, we yeah. fight 
monetary system, whatever cryptocurrency succeeds in becoming P2P cash. Uh, in my opinion, at the moment, I see the Bitcoin movement going more into the store of value. Um, I can see it becoming the new uh, 21st century gold. I can see it becoming the most important tool in the world, not for us anymore, but for governments, but for countries. And, and, and you see this already. If you read through the news, you can exactly see what is happening. I'm going to try to explain it very short. So 12 months ago, I started to read articles about Iran, Iraq, Pakistan, Venezuela, Turkey, that they were incentivizing their power plants to mine bitcoins. Countries incentivizing their power plants to mine bitcoins. Those countries were all the countries that were under the US sanctions. They didn't get yeah. dollars anymore to do import and export. They mined Bitcoin for 12 months. And now the last couple of months, they came out and they said, now we as a country, Pakistan, Iran, Venezuela, Turkey, we are going to use Bitcoin legally for import and export. So they are bypassing the U.S. sanctions. China wants to be the biggest Bitcoin miner. United States <laughs> wants to be the biggest Bitcoin miner. All countries want to be the biggest Bitcoin miner. Why do you think that is happening? It is not because they think it's a scam or multi-level marketing. It is because they as governments, they as central banks are creating a new monetary system. They are crashing this current monetary system to create a new one, which is called central banks, digital currencies. And those central banks, digital currencies are going to be backed up by digital gold. And that is why that is the only reason that all those billion dollar companies, billionaires now got a legal framework to put Bitcoins on their balance sheet to buy Bitcoins because the politicians allowed it. And when politicians start to make a framework and allow those billion dollar companies to buy Bitcoins, you know that there is a bigger game going on because those billionaires will be backing up their politicians during the new run for president. That is how economics work. Bitcoin is going to be the goal of the 21st century and all the billion dollar companies and billionaires are now already exchanging their reserve currencies into that new store of value gold and the banks are playing the same game they played with gold we were used to have our gold in our homes we as a cowboy or indians we had a house full with gold then we were getting afraid because there were some people telling us oh but you can be robbed and then the banks evolved and then the people were putting their gold into banks to keep them safe yeah. and then the banks were custodial service for your gold do you see the dots? Now the banks are becoming custodial service for people's Bitcoins. They are playing the game it. over and over and over again. We need to educate those people. Yes, the bank can be your custodial service, but that is not your Bitcoin. Not your key, not your Bitcoin. So for me, I think Bitcoin is so evolving to be this digital gold of the 21st century. Uh, but on the other hand, I still have the hope that the community will see this in time and will still understand this revolution of disrupting the monetary system and taking back the power to the people when it comes to finance, to life, to everything else. Because that is what Bitcoin and blockchain for me is about.
I think you make a really interesting point, you know, when you talk about the banks and custodial services, because this is such a debate in the community. And it's, it's this community is just full of debates and controversies. <laughs> and there's this whole idea, you know, not your keys, not your coins. And I'm very much of the mindset, you know, not your keys, not your coins. But I also believe that eventually not everybody will want to hold their own, um, their own keys. You know, if this thing really does go mainstream, I just, I don't think everybody well, will want that kind of responsibility. I agree with you. And I don't think it's needed because just, just, just see it. I see it as a revolution, but other people see it just as evolution. It's just minus the R. It's the same word. Oh. I, I put the R before it and in front of yeah. it. But um, for me, you need to understand like the, the, the monetary system now is built in the same way. You have money that is digital on bank accounts and you have cash. You're using them both. The, the thing is now that if this cash is going to fall away because there is only 7% left in the world that is still physical cash or coins, mm -hmm. if that is going to go away, we still need to have an alternative way of uh, holding and spending money as cash, digital cash now. And that's the only thing people understand. If you want to play it safe, keep your money on the bank, but be mm -hmm. sure to support the revolution that there is an alternative for that money because that money can be frozen, like we saw in Greece, like you saw in Cyprus, like you see all over the world, peer-to-peer -peer cash, they can't freeze it, it's yours. And as long as people understand that there's two systems and you can use all, both systems for me, I don't hate banks, you know, for people love banks, let them love banks. I just wanna educate people on this alternative way of keeping track on their finance or keeping control on their finance. And that's peer-to-peer -peer cryptocurrency. Um, so I don't see a future with only uh, decentralized money. I see a future yeah. with centralized parties having centralized money, let them play their game. Uh, but I want to be part of that other side of the world. Um, and I don't want to have control. I don't want to have control of a centralized organization, bank or institution that will call me at the end of the month and tell me, we saw you bought six bottles of uh, Bacardi this month. You're <laughs> alcoholist. We're going to freeze your account because you drink too much. I don't want that control. I don't want the social credit system like it is in China, mm. and I don't want a combination of a financial social credit system, uh, credit system combined with digital fiat held by the bank. That combination is awful. That's awful. I can't. That's a that's a horror movie for me. <laughs> so no, I'm, I'm totally with to, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, Sorry. I'm. I'm totally with you. No, don't stop apologizing. Honestly, I'm. I'm really fascinated by this, and I think. I think you make such a good point in that. Um, people now have a choice, and that's what Bitcoin gives. You know, it's not about forcing people to take personal responsibility. It's about educating them, and we now have a choice. So I know that you are um, a little bit pushed for time, but one last question, um, which is really interesting. Somebody has said. What would you recommend to someone who ha who doesn't have any Bitcoin but wants to live just as freely as you? What would your advice be? At the moment? Yeah, if they <laughs> want to live as free as you but they don't yeah. have any Bitcoin, what would you advise them? Sell everything you have. <laughs> Go all into Bitcoin. Yeah. Ride the bull run to the top. A few weeks before the top, exchange your Bitcoin into a stable coin. Uh, use a huge part of that stablecoin to stake, live off those high yields while we go into the bear market. In the bear market bottom, you buy back your Bitcoins and you ride the next four year cycle and you will be living the same way in beautiful houses. Maybe, I don't know if I can move, but if I can move, I will move and I will show you. It's not only me, it's also you guys out there that can live with a view of this. 
Here, it's, on the beach. Yeah, we can see. It's a little bit frozen, but we can see. Wow, I can see it's beautiful. But that is possible for everyone. And it's cheaper than paying my mortgage for a house in the Netherlands. Oh my gosh. Absolute Sorry. goals. Absolute goals, I tell you. Um, Didi, I want to thank you so much. I've been so excited to chat to you. I'm so pleased that we were able to do this. I know you're moving around a lot, but I think it was really cool that we were able to schedule schedule this. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Um, you're, you're completely welcome. My apologies again that I uh, needed to do it one hour earlier. We are going to go on a boat trip with a guy living here in Mexico, and he is building a hotel somewhere here on a beautiful beach. And it's going to be a Bitcoin blockchain hotel. So I'm going to have a boat trip and talk with him and advise him on how we can uh, build this beautiful place here in Mexico together. Uh, thanks so much. I love what you're doing for the crypto community. And uh, I really respect you. Uh, I love that there are more and more women in this community and we need them because they always keep the community cool, fair, and honest. <laughs> and uh, that's what I like about it. Uh, thank you so much uh, for having me on your show there. Yeah, thank you so much for coming and enjoy your boat trip. And I think that's so cool that you're going to teach them all about Bitcoin. So thank you so much again. Thank you everybody for watching and don't forget to tune in next week. See you soon. Enjoy your day. Bye bye. bye. I keep believing. Bye. Keep believing. <laughs> there you go. See you later. <laughs>